catch you with part two of S Club 7. There's so much S Club 7 uh, history on my YouTube right now. Yeah, I've been getting all the weird suggestions of like, watch this karaoke version from this couple of Japan doing Love Train. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I guess I'm going to have to watch that now. I, I'd love to see that. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I would actually adore that. Um, um, but yeah, this is their second studio album, simply called Seven. You know, they went simple. You know, they kept it clean and neat. Uh, they didn't. They didn't try to complicate things. They didn't try to add some cousin to come into the club. Uh, they kept it just to that seven. So that's you know that's good. You know it was uh, it was a good one. I I owned this album. Um, inexplicably, the cover of the album. I just want to mention they're all on a a jungle gym. What's up with that? I don't know. Do you remember Jungle Gyms, by the way, like being terrifying as a 10 year old or a five year old? I had zero upper body strength. So I'm like, fuck all this. Like I couldn't do the monkey bars. Um, I just kind of <laughs> hung there. Um, <laughs> and the Jungle Gyms, I'm like, it's too, like when it was too hot, that metal like burned your legs. Yeah, going down slides. It was like torture. <laughs> Dude, it's like recess me. was just one long torture session. They're just going down across monkey bars, and there were always those monkey bars too that that were like raised off the ground like five feet. And I'm thinking like, how many kids could have broken their necks, their wrists? Like, why didn't they we have did. tons of kids in the hospital? They absolutely probably did. My God, I wasn't taking that chance. I knew my strengths. I'm like, I'm gonna stay away. <laughs> Hang out on the swings. Yeah, so I don't know why S Club 7 is hanging out on the playground on the cover of their second album, but it happened. It's there. Um, I guess we can jump into some fast facts on this fun album. S Club fun facts. Woot. It was released by Polydor Records, just like their previous album, on June 12, 2000. 2000- not 2011, that'd be too soon, and November 14th in 2000 North America, and was primarily produced by Kathy Dennis and Simon Ellis, who worked primarily with the Spice Girls. Interesting. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy has done some great, and I mean Simon too, um, but I had to go back on, on Kathy's record later, we'll bring this up too. Uh, she did like a Stevie Wonder-like demo uh-oh. Where and, and I think that comes back later in this mm. album. Um, Wait, she did she did a song with Stevie Wonder? Or no, she no, no, did... no. She did a demo that was Stevie Wonder esque. Oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she has she has a fixation. Perhaps. I mean, I do too. But I know again. All right, so. <laughs> um, Kathy has also, uh, she worked with Kylie Minogue and did the Can't Get You Out of My Head. Which is a jam. I had no idea when I saw that. I'm like, okay, Kath, all right. Um, but do you want to reveal the heavy hitter that she wrote? This one, though, took me out. I'm like, no fucking way. Toxic, ladies and gentlemen. By she Ms. wrote Britney fucking toxic. Spears. I mean, only one of the best pop songs I, ever. I love it so much. It has, there's so many renditions, and we'll probably get to that album, too. Oh, yeah. Um, later down the line. We can't talk about Pop 2K without Queen Britney. There's going to be a lot of Britney. There needs to be a lot of Britney. 
Um, um, but yeah, that surprised <clears throat> me because none of this sounds like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> In a good way. Because, all right, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Toxic's on a completely different level. Toxic is like you just dropped Molly at the club <laughs> and you're dancing with your best friend and you kind of want to see a guy, but you're not sure because you're all about doing your own thing. <laughs> Whereas S Club 7 is like hanging out at the playground <laughs> with your friends I, on me, the swings. Me and my friend. Um, Eating a good gobstopper. I mean, honestly, yes. Me and my friend Etzel uh, during recess would reenact the episodes. <laughs> um, so that's <laughs> so how we spent fifth grade recess. Those I mean, I'm trying it's to think what listening. I... Uh, thank you for shaping my uh, S Club 7 um, upbringing. I don't know. She's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could reach. It could reach for her stars. It could reach her, you know. Yeah. Huh? See, that? See what we did there? Oh, man. Um, uh, go ahead. Oh. Um, sorry, everyone. Um, the album was re-released on December 4th, 2000 uh, with the radio edit of Natural which is a pretty hard song to find guys, but when you find it it's, uh, it's You can't find it in the US <laughs> you really can't It's. I had a friend in the UK say that it's fully available over there and I was like, well that's just not oh. fair Okay. for so some reason the rights say nope, not you Americans you're not getting this um yeah, and they, they also had the two extra tracks, Never Had a Dream Come True, which is, we'll get to that as well, and a previously unreleased cover of Stevie Wonder's Lately. Oh, man, now, I can't wait to he had to give them permission, so I can't say much. But I... <laughs> oh, and a CD-ROM uh, with those? the videos of with Reach and Natural. Hey, hey. Man, there was nothing more fun than when you got a CD and you <laughs> popped it in your CD-ROM drive on your computer. Remember those? Your, your good old Hewlett Packard or, or your <laughs> Apple, whatever those. Cool, you got a Dell. Oh, yeah, like the Dell guy, yeah. <laughs> and you pop that in and you're like, I really hope that there's some music videos on here and they would just pop on up. And if they didn't have music videos, you would just turn on Windows Media Player and just watch that shit. Yes. On repeat and just watch it. Like, Vibe seriously. Out. You didn't even need drugs back then. You just needed <laughs> Windows Media Player to go. You're all good. That and PlayStation. If you had a PlayStation, it did the same thing. PlayStation's little media player oh. had, like, all these cool designs. See, I had an Xbox, but uh, I don't think it did that. Stupid Microsoft. <laughs> Anyways, so these second album took place during the second season of the TV show, which was set in L.A. because the band finally figured out that Miami wasn't the place to be if you wanted a record deal. So they moved to L.A. <laughs> um, and this album was a quote-unquote departure from the overtly pop stylings of S Club <laughs> with several tracks styled more towards R&B and hip-hop. Oh, yes. <laughs> they truly they, branched out there. Like it's, I mean, they tried. They did their <laughs> best. You could, you could, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had their bubblegum pop phase. They did their Latin pop thing, and they're like, you know what? Let's go to L.A. That's how they say it here, apparently. Um, and and try our 
Triara pop R&B whatever it is and if you listened to the Swedish girl pop group play a lot of the songs on here sound like that shit so I think they were like it's just that time you know which I have not I have not listened to play yet so and I'm reluctant to do that until we cover one of their things because I want to do like a really hot off the cuff like I've never heard this before in my life and have like a real reaction to it oh boy it's got to be fresh get ready it's gonna be good at all three of the albums um back to S Club though um in November 2000 uh s club seven were invited to provide the official song for the uk's bbc children in need campaign 2000 um so the new song was a ballad never had a dream come true we covered this a little bit on the last one uh was recorded Mm -hmm. and it became popular over here in the u.s um and it took the group to appear on mtv's tr fucking l total request (laughs) live uh, to perform the song and uh, chosen to appear at the Now That's What I Call Music U.S. edition. Now, if you were on a Now That's What I Call Music compilation, oh, hitting, hitting. Did you ever wanted to be one of those girls that were in Times Square when TRL was recording with the song? Um, or not the song, the signs that'd be like, oh my God, I want to dedicate this Britney. Oops, I did it again to my girl. Jennifer, I love you so much. Ah! And they would just scream <laughs> over the music video, and you'd be like, damn it, I'm trying to watch Britney. I wanted nothing more than to be that. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom, I remember, like, it had to be, like, 98 or 99. So I was, like, in third or fourth grade, and she would record on VHS for me um, TRL and then Daria. Back Wait, how back. old were you? I was, like, eight or nine years old. Oh, and that's I so awesome. loved it. Loved it. Get you guys I mean, a mom who records TRL for you. <laughs> there's really nothing better to grow up on than TRL in the late 90s leading into Daria. Like that. <laughs> wow. It was a whole vibe. Man. Um, ready to get into these tracks? Yes, let's talk about these album tracks. Now look. Man. Got Reach coming in at number one. And, like, they hit the ground running hot with this one. (laughs) Like, this one? Okay. So you have Reach for the Stars, and it's this inspirational ballad. And I really wish at the time that it came out, because we only had Discmans at the time, (laughs) that in PE class or gym, whichever you call it, uh, when you had to run that horrible mile... You know, later on, like in high school, they let you run with your iPod or your oh, yeah. Zoom. <laughs> but when this came out, you only had a disc man, and you can't run a mile with the disc man, even Just if you skipping. have that anti-skip. Breach, breach, breach. Yeah, you. It would just be that the entire time. But I guarantee, and I can never run a mile in ten minutes. But I guarantee, if you played this song on repeat, I could run a mile in ten minutes. Probably even now, I could do it. <laughs> I'm out. Probably not. I mean, let's be honest. Um, this, this so much inspiration once again right off the bat, just like the first album when they start you out fresh. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. These people came out the gate with the G, boom, like over here, 
we're ready. And then they had that old school, the head school. And you're like, oh boy, what already. are we getting ready to do? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, and it, and it, it just takes you. It takes you. I'll give us a few more notes and then I'm going to go into the breakdown here of these chords. And I only did this for two songs and it's because I won't ruin the surprise for the second one. But this one, I'm just like, why am I so happy listening to this? Um, because it's, it's the just, chords. It's simple. It's simply dimple. Um, you got, you see what I did there? That's how this song Aww. makes me feel. I just flandered it. <laughs> you turned into Flanders. That's how good this song is. Um, um, like I said in the first one, I didn't hear any uh, mallet percussion in this one, but you gotta love the good background strings and piano combo, especially during uh, John's part on that second verse where they're doing the oohs behind him. Mm -hmm. um, and dare I say, they're actually harmonizing. So you they know, figured it out. It took an album, but they figured it out. <laughs> the second album, they came back and they're like, guys, let's try this. I'm gonna sing a different note. You sing a different note. Let's see if it melds. And it worked. Magic. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, um, but the verses, they're super simple, just with the walking bass to make it feel like you're going somewhere, you know? But you're really just on the same chord. You're jamming out on the same chord. Still on the same chord, and then you change. Be there for you, and then they really take you on a ride and modulate a little bit and take in the A minor. But it's still the same thing where you just add a bunch of notes. But then the chorus comes in. Wait, 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 wait. Can we just stop and pause and say, like, how, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, if you're at a Target, you're at a Cracker <laughs> Barrel, no matter where you are, if you hear this song and you get to that part where they're like, that I got you and you got <laughs> me, you're going to scream it out because... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know if we've just been like chemically altered since birth to just seeing things like this. But no matter where you are, you're gonna say it because you can't help it. It's just so catchy. You're just gonna. Uh, oh, sorry. It's just walking up the scale, babe. You got me so so preach. It gets me every time. Like, I'm amped. It's like I took a five-hour energy. And that chorus is super catchy because, boys and girls, um, have you seen um, this YouTube video where they go over why certain pop songs or popular songs in general are so no. popular and catchy? And it's all because they have the same chord progression, just probably I mean, a different key. This is like opening up the doors, like seeing the wizard behind the Oz. Oh, wait, Oz is the place. I'm saying that wrong. Right? <laughs> you always think like Oz is the wizard. No. He, does he have a name? Is it just the wizard? I don't know. That movie scared me when I was a child, so I didn't watch it too much. <laughs> a house falls on a woman. It's terrifying. I'm out. Monkeys fly. Can't do this. Flowers put people to sleep. Like it's terrifying. What were we doing? Giving that to children. None of that phased me as a child, but 
I don't know. Like, I kind of wanted to be afraid of the flying monkeys just because everyone else was. But I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. I was scared of a lot of more stupid things. Um, like, <laughs> I think this stopped at the age of seven, but I was really afraid of baseball mitts. I didn't like the way they looked on people's hands. <laughs> was it the color or the leather? I just or? didn't like the way it looked on people's hands. I thought <laughs> a deformed hand. I'm just imagining poor Bree at a baseball game. Your dad takes you to trying to bond, and you're just like, no, no, not the mitts, anything but the mitts. Like, I remember the first time I saw one, my brother was playing, like, catch or whatever, outside. And he, like, went up to me with the mitt, and I freaked out. Like, I can still visualize it in my mind now. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, heart was going. I'm like, that's gotta go. And then once he found out that it did scare me, he's like, oh, I'm gonna keep putting it in your face. Almost peed myself. Oh. Not even kidding. I was afraid of ladders, so. Well, see, that's rational. Like, you can injure yourself there. I was like three. I wasn't climbing on them. I just didn't like the shape, I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Those triangles get you. I mean, they're tall. It's, you know. Um, They make noises when you put them up and take them down. There's, it's hmm. a stressful tool. It is. Um. It is. <laughs> Anyways, back to Reach. <laughs> um, the core progression everyone knows and loves that 1564, the, in this case, 1, uh, 5, then we got E minor. Oh, sorry. Yeah, E minor, and then back to C. Where it all sounds familiar, the ba 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 ba, that whole thing where it's you, you just I don't know so good. what it is, you just feel happy. All I will say, it. most of the they're really close. The chords are very close together. Some of them share tones, so it's just familiar. It's easy. You hear it once and you can keep humming it, and somehow subconsciously in your mind you know where the next note's gonna go, and it's just that over and over. Reach. <laughs> Beautiful. Like it's, it's very, it's very cheesy. Um, so but what I've, they did was hiked it up with some trumpets. You got trumpets blaring in the back to hype you up. Um, yeah. More strings, drums, so it doesn't sound cheesy like that. <laughs> so I have to ask you a question. You had mentioned that when you're talking to Dante, your boyfriend, for people who don't know. Yes. Um, about S Club 7 and you played him a song and he said that it sounded like kids bop. Was it this song that he was talking Probably about? That or Bring It All Back, it had to be. Um. Okay. Because now that he said that, I can't separate the two. <laughs> I just hear kids bop now. So, thanks they Dante. Should. I don't know if kids, was kids bop around when he did this? It had to be, right? Uh, I think if it if it wasn't, then it was pretty close behind it because I remember seeing the commercials while watching like something stupid like Lizzie McGuire yeah. or even Steven. So it, it had to be around this time. They absolutely should just go back to do some throwbacks and get some <laughs> S Club 7. It's perfect for those little children. Um, I wonder if there's like adult millennial choirs out there that are doing throwback jams i could do it i could start it Bree, this is your calling <laughs> we can have a new if you're here in la and you too 
have a love for Pop 2K <laughs> or just any 2000 hits. We can do it, guys. We can start that choir. Oh my we'll gosh. be playing the Disney Hall in no time. <laughs> I'm going to have to move. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why it's so catchy. Even if you don't think about it in those terms, it's just a, it's just a catchy ass song. It's a good ass song. It's a good one to open with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Move on to the second song, which I've heard from a few other people are their favorites. It is one of my favorites. You can't find it anywhere in the, in America, as we said. But this song, Natural, their second song on the album. <laughs> I really feel like they were trying real hard to be all sexy about this. Right? Oh, God. And maybe is it... What? I don't know if it was the version I saw on YouTube, um, but is there some weird-ass oboe in it? Like, the whole time? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, there is. And, yeah, they're trying to sound like... I don't want to get the region wrong... And say something offensive, so I apologize. But it sounds like some Middle Eastern, like, weird oboe-esque thing. So you're getting that vibe in there. And (sighs) the music video, let me just say. I watched this because... athletic men. They're really athletic. I, I had to watch the music video because it was the only way to actually hear the song again. I have my CD somewhere. Don't know where it is. Um, but... The music video (laughs) opens with the male members of the band trying to climb palm trees and tossing coconuts at each other while also trying to be sexy, which is weird. And then the girls are like just dancing on the beach, like cheering them on. Like, yeah, you get those coconuts. It's super weird. Um... And then eventually, they go into dancing in a waterfall after this, and it's 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 really creepy though because like <laughs> they're writhing in this waterfall, each of the members by themselves, and it, it's very like a CK one ad. It's it's very strange, um, but I just had to call that out because I was like, watching this video and like. I think at one point the girls were actually like cheering the guys on for getting the coconut. <laughs> and fishing so I was like oh are the boys supposed to be like the providers is this supposed to be like men are from Mars women are from Venus so women just dance a lot and guys grab the coconuts and that's the <laughs> chemicals that bring us all together I I just said a lot I'm sorry no it's fine <laughs> I, I I did not I my first time hearing this was like a few days ago I did You've never know. heard this? No. No, nah, man. I've only had the, like, was it on the, maybe it was on the show and I missed it or just didn't See, care for I it. don't think it was because I think the music video was deemed too sexy for the to children show, show for the children's <laughs> show. Because if you watch it, they're writhing in a waterfall. It's, it's weird. Really I, that's what I'm saying. The video tripped me out. I'm like, what is happening? Why is there so much oboe? Why is Rachel singing? I just, <laughs> yeah, I take that back. Rachel, you're phenomenal. You're a great person, I guess. I don't know you personally, but I assume. I assume. I was also thinking in the song, like, how many chemistry majors of the millennials <laughs> try to use these lyrics 
as pickup lines. Like, come, a guy comes up to you in a bar, or a lady, who knows, could be either, um, and just comes up and says, you know, loving you is not just luck or illusions. It's in the makeup of our DNA, and it's not by chance we make the perfect solution. Don't fight it. Don't fight it, baby. You know that it's just destiny's way. <laughs> I was going to take it a step further and be like, Oh, no. Are they going to match, like, like the DNA things? Like, are you going to be the A <laughs> so to So they're siblings? <laughs> and the C to the G? Like, what are we talking about? DNA matching, like, their yeah. family? Like, this no, is Kentucky? Like the, <laughs> I don't know what it's called exactly, but, like, you know how you have to match up the strands? And you got A-T with, um, I mean, A with T and then C with G. And then there's that cool shirt that looks like ACDC, but it's A-T-C-G. And mm. with R-N-A, the letters are switched or something like that. See, all I remember from that is just weird little graphs with letters. I don't remember <laughs> anything else. And something about plants and some scientist guy. Planet what was squares. that? Yes, that's where it, they looked like fun tic-tac-toes, but Love with letters. So I think I would be that <laughs> chemistry major who would use this just based off the conversation I just had now <laughs> with you. Self-discovery is what we're doing today. I mean... You do you. If you feel like you want to go to the bar and use some chemistry pickup lines, more power to you. It's probably more clever than what English majors use. Some Byron poetry or something. Or it'd be like, you know what my favorite book was in college? Lolita. And then you're like, oh shit, I gotta run. (laughs) Okay. I had a guy tell me that once. It was gross. Oh, what were you supposed to do with that? <laughs> File it away under lock and key and then walk away as quick as you can. That is what you do. Okay. Um, on to, this is four, right? Track four? Um, mm, or one, two, two three. Yep, three. yep, yep. Three, four. I can't count. Three? It's fine. I think it's, no, it's three. Natural's two. <laughs> Track three um, is uh, good old I'll Keep Waiting. Oh, boy. Which I think they were trying to go for a weird reggae thing, it sounds like, when he raps anyway. He doesn't rap, though. He more just talks. Talks. (laughs) With emphasis. Talks with some rhythm. A little. What? Not even, no. Um, <laughs> I was going to say talks with rhythm, but there's not like a whole lot of percussive things happening there. Mm-mm. It's just more of a, not even spoken word. You know, yeah, he's just talking with emphasis. Um, <laughs> that's how my uh, music, uh, my ear training professor in college used to say emphasis, emphasis. And it just. That's stuck. so proper. Oh, um, but, um. Does this uh, does this song uh sound like anything else to you, Becky? Oh shoot! You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> See, <sighs> I think. Oh boy! All right, <laughs> are you are you gonna play something to make me try to think of guess what it is live? I think I think it gave me 
uh, Vitamin C's graduation song vibes, the beginning. Oh, God. It did. Because I, like, the w- especially the way they sang it, like, the group vocal there. As we go on. Oh, and got, no. I'll keep waiting. Yep. And I was like, is it? Is it the same chords? And it kind of is. Um, this one does one, six, four, five for the music folks out there. <laughs> I don't, I think we're in C. Yeah. So you got the, I'll keep waiting till the day when and it sounds like as we go on or we we remember all the times we had together (sighs) sorry I have to reveal something about that song Jesus okay please do so I was in choir all through high school and sophomore year the fucking graduating class decided that they wanted us to sing that song for them at their graduation. And so yes, but you start to really not like a song when you sing every single part of it 500 times. And I didn't like that song to begin with very much. So by the end of it, like, I blacked that out of my, my memory. Like, I don't want that song in my head ever. I don't, oh, man, that took me back. Well, I apologize that. took me back that. to, like, flared jeans. That took me back to, like, my flared jeans and my mud boots and my oh, little, like, L.E.I. t-shirt where I'm standing there in the back of the choir stands with my arms crossed singing, but, like frowning the whole time because I'm like I don't care about you people go ahead and graduate (laughs) like get the fuck on out I don't care about you people but of course I have to sing this because I have to get an A in choir because I have to balance out my bad math grade god sophomore year was hard guys (laughs) Um, (laughs) I feel like I went to a dark place there I'm very sorry it's okay. It's okay. I had to sing. Um, well, no, we were supposed to sing the graduation song at my eighth grade graduation back in '04. But see, that would make more sense—an eighth grader singing that song at graduation, not in high school. Grow yeah, but, up. But those, 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 those fucks—they ruined it because no one would take it serious. I'm talking to you, Veterans Memorial Middle School in Blue Island. No one would take it serious. <laughs> and we couldn't sing it anymore because the gym teacher, for some reason, was running it. Um, <laughs> Ladies one and of gentlemen, that is education in the 2000s. The gym teacher was running choir. Oh, not the choir. The whole class had to sing it. Oh, okay. The choir okay. would have sung it down. Like, we would have... Don't <laughs> I thought even... we were going to get into a really, like, fun the arts discussion oh. here. <laughs> Man, that's when it was good. I came, like, we had a really good, like, good, great and good. <laughs> what does that mean, girls thing? Where she tried to gruel? say. Gruel? Yeah. It's we had a really gruel uh, <laughs> music department in, like, in uh, the early 2000s. Some of the best music education I got. Um, um, 
but yeah, the whole class was supposed to sing it and they couldn't take it serious. They didn't want to do it. And I was like, I couldn't show that I was outwardly <laughs> upset because everyone else was like, oh, this is stupid. And I'm like, yeah. That would have been me. <laughs> Whatever, I'm going to go behind the bleachers and smoke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they play graduation on Radio Disney. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. During the summer, like right at the beginning of summer break, they used to play that and have kids call in and like do a TRL things like, what I'm going to miss most about my fifth grade class is going to art with Leslie. Like while the song's (laughs) playing. (laughs) (laughs) Were they, like, local kids? Like, did the local Radio Disney go to local middle schools or whatever? Or was it, like, nationwide? I don't know. I think they just called in. Like, it just sounded like they were recordings from a a phone call. And I was like, when did I miss this? Like, I had Radio Disney's um, number in my Nokia. um, (laughs) 1-888-EARS-018. So... Um, oh, yeah, their phone number was Ears. I remember that. A and 13 hundo. Okay, um, but back to S Club. Um, that's what it sounds yes. like. <laughs> it's, it sounds like graduation to me. It just at just like during the parts when they're actually singing, though, because the rest is Bradley talking about how he's he's sorry or maybe he's mad. But it's but I feel like it's See, time to move on. She's not coming back. She's not. Yeah, and he says really weird, like, time to put a restraining order against this guy when he starts saying these things to you, like, Damn it, girl. See you gone, girl. Makes me want to choke. And I'm like, all right. Or, hey, girl, it's just a matter of time before you come on home and I get what's mine. Yeah, I didn't like that. And I'm like, hold on. I didn't like that at all, Bradley. Hold on, Bradley. Bradley, we need to have a little talk about (laughs) feminism. Nothing is yours. You're entitled to nothing. Bradley. Exactly. Exactly. And then his, his So that's all keep waiting. <laughs> his damn it girl. Now my theory, um, after finding out this uh graduation thing is um <laughs> she maybe graduated he morphed the two and was like and was like, Wow, vitamin C's leaving me. Damn it girl, why can't you see? I don't even know what he says after that. But maybe it's vitamin C he's waiting for to come back to him. Maybe. And also, why doesn't he just go to where she is if they're like, where you are is where I want to be. So I'm like, just go there then. Just go. Maybe go. Be- because or- because of a restraining order. Restraining orders. <laughs> Legally, he cannot. <laughs> Lift that restraining order, girl. <laughs> <laughs> With the reggae. <laughs> Sean Paul shows up. Oh, don't sue me for... Oh, no. Ooh, that's someone we also have to cover. We sure do. All right. Okay. Brian in the house. All right, I really want to get into this next. Yeah, we have to get into this because I have quite the memory with this song. And so I'm going to take you on a ride to fifth grade. Okay. Now, in most middle schools in fifth grade... You had to be in this little program called D.A.R.E. Do you remember D.A.R.E.? I sure do. Oh, no. I don't know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just just come along with me. So we had this little program called D.A.R.E. in fifth grade to keep 
kids off drugs, which, by the way, at the end of the program, you got a real cool t-shirt, and I still have that t-shirt and wear it regularly. Accidentally wore it on a, a WebEx conference call for work. That was funny. Um, <laughs> and my... Just uh, spreading awareness. My team... Yeah, my team totally called me out on it. They were like, that's a really funny dare shirt. And I was like, yeah. Is it funny? Well, probably is it? Is it? Is it funny? Man, in the early 2000s and 90s, I expect, dare was no joke. Like, they had you believing that any, anywhere you walked, some kid was going to come out of the bushes and offer you some hardcore heroin or something. <laughs> like, I legitimately thought as a fifth grader that if I just walked anywhere by myself, some kids was going to pop out of the bushes and be like, hey, girl, you want some reefer or something like that? That's what they literally had you believing. And they always had, like, these little... Um, like this little notebook that you had to fill out with situations of like what would you do if Johnny offered you a beer and you had to be like I would tell Johnny that we shouldn't drink it because it is gross and unhealthy so anyways you'd go through this for like four months thank you oh that was that, that was that's long. where our education dollars needed to go um <clears throat> But anyways, so at the end, you got to go to D.A.R.E. graduation, oh, yeah. and they invited you to do a quote-unquote talent show. So what you do instead of doing drugs. <laughs> and so me and my friend said, you know what we're really good at? We're really good at dancing. So we're going to put together a dance. And you know what song we chose? <laughs> Bring the house down. We chose Bring the House Down to do our <laughs> Oh, I can't look at you while you're laughing like that. Oh man. We chose Bring the House Down to do our dare dance. So we did the whole dance. I'm sure some people filmed it. Please God, I hope that doesn't exist anywhere. And we thought we were the coolest thing ever because we got to do our dance for like 80 students and some teachers and some parents that came. I don't think my parents showed up, which is not surprising, but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's my memory of this song is doing oh this crazy dance to bring the house down. And I can't listen to it without like thinking about it. I don't remember any of the moves. Oh, I don't it. remember <laughs> what. I do remember at one point we were dancing on our knees with like our hands up, kind of doing like a YMCA. <laughs> like, I don't remember much beyond that. So, this um, is great. And I, I also don't remember anybody else doing any other talents, which is really annoying because I was like, were we the only ones, the suckers that were like, we do something other than drugs, we dance? I don't think dance. anyone else did anything. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess we weren't very cool. <laughs> yeah, you were, because you weren't on drugs, because you were too busy dancing. So bring, yeah. this, is, this, is, this is wholesome content. This is what we need. If, listen, I won't name you if you do have this recording, but you can just slide it in my inbox. Nobody has to know. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was probably half-assed and, like, not very good. And I probably looked scared the entire time. So, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. I know who I did the dance with. I will not mention her on the podcast because <laughs> I'm sure she has a family and doesn't want to be associated with this. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Rebecca, she has a family. <laughs> she has a family. She doesn't want to be brought down to this horrible memory. This is great news. Um, this is phenomenal news. Um, thank did you, you not have a D.A.R.E. talent show? I don't think so. Like, I remember the D.A.R.E. graduation. I don't remember having a talent show to accompany it. Like, I, I distinctly remember graduating from D.A.R.E. with my little lion shirt. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it is. I do remember the nice coloring activities. Um, yeah. And the police officer who spoke to us. Um, did you get to look at the drugs in the book? Like, where they had, like, the open and closed book with all the, um, what drugs look like? Oh, I don't even, I don't remember. So they had, like, Maybe. little samples of drugs in these, like, little windows, and you're like, oh, that's what cocaine looks like. It looks like sugar. I wonder if it was sugar. Like, what guy in the, the police officer, I almost said the police officer house. <laughs> the police officer house at the police station. Sorry was going through and being like, all right, we got to make those dare kits. Let's go to the evidence <laughs> locker. Little bit of cocaine, little bit of heroin. Like, it's a recipe. Dropping them in these little boxes. I don't know if we had that. We totally did. I don't know if we should have. Maybe it was like a thing where we're like, we shouldn't have had that. I don't know. Um... But yeah, other uh, that that's that's great. That's a great anecdote. Um, all I have is it reminded me of dancing in the street meets pop. Oh, oh yeah. Um, Did you ever hear that dancing in the street cover by some Disney star? Yes. What was her name? I forgot. But <laughs> she also <laughs> did that Miracles Happen song for Princess Diaries. <gasps> Miracles oh. Happen. Maya, uh, no, Myra. Myra. I was gonna say it was something with an M. I think so. Let's go with Myra. Okay. Okay. She was I, in I, it. I, she I really her. was. She she had a good voice, if I recall. I didn't know that song originally, which is pretty sad now that I think about it. I just knew her version, and then I heard the Mick Jagger version, and then I was like, oh no. But ha- <laughs> have you heard the the original original? There's an original original? Yeah. Um, who is it? I want to say Martha. Mm-hmm. It's something with Motown. I think they're on Motown. Dancing in the streets. So listen, <gasps> you need to hear the original then. I'm going to send you the original. Okay. <laughs> because if you thought the, the I Mick Jagger myself. one. <laughs> I ruined myself three times over. Oh, I've man. heard it's, the uh, third generation. Martha Reeves and the Vandels. Vandellas. Oh. I like I know who that is. Oh I'm my gonna. Gosh. I'll, I'll send it to you afterwards. It is a delight. It's a I delight. I should be humiliated right now. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Not everyone grew up with it in their household. I didn't know oh. the Mick Jagger and uh, David Bowie one existed until sadly Family Guy did it, and they were like, <laughs> they played the whole video, and they're like, watch this, and they're like, that happened, and we all let it happen. <laughs> and I'm like, why did we just spend three minutes? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that on like MTV or VH1's like worst videos or worst songs <laughs> of like whatever. Um, I don't know why that happened. I mean, I liked it. 
I don't know. Maybe it's because I did hear the original first, and Maybe. then I'm like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> that is so funny. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's bring the house down. <laughs> I can't believe I you did a dance to it. That's so cute. I know. It's so embarrassing. Oh, I just, I couldn't not share it because it was, it's so vividly, like, burned into my memory of like why you were such a nerd in fifth grade like god okay remember who you are (laughs) (laughs) oh moving on that note to best friend best friend um this is also a really sad moment in my childhood where i was like i really wish i had like friends that I can relate this to but at the time I, know. I, mean, <laughs> I mean I had friends I had friends I I'm did. like what about your dance partner yeah we actually weren't that good of friends <laughs> um, she just happened to live down the street from me um, <laughs> so I mean, oh man, this is turning in the situation where it's like I'm the asshole and like everyone else is super nice. Um, you know, I did have friends in like fifth and sixth grade, but I don't know. I I never felt as this song did about best friends. This song read like a theme song to a UPN sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> You're my brother. You're, You're my, my sister. Like, what is what? <laughs> and I just mean, like the like the funk guitar and bass that's in it, like the like it just reminded me of that. So Raven or yeah. Moesha or the Parkers, like any of those black sitcoms on UPN. Yeah. You could just throw this in and call it best friends. And oh my God, S Club Seven could have been a UPN. <laughs> Uh, in sitcom. If they use this in this second album, they're in there. So, do you think that the band actually really hated each other? Like, is this like the whole doth protest too much? <laughs> We're situation? friends. We all love each other. Um, I don't. You know, I feel like maybe if anything, <clears throat> I feel like that. Um, Joe would probably have some beef with people, but it would be like, uh, who does she think she is? Oh boy, beef. so we later on have to talk about Joe. <sighs> Joe's had some things go wrong in her life. Uh, but she we'll also has a TikTok, like and subscribe. Uh, yes, yes, that too. <laughs> she does karaoke um, in her living room and workouts. <laughs> yeah, I thought her karaoke would be better, but it wasn't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Joe? Uh, she actually, uh, fun fact, while we're on it, she actually got replaced in the revival um, by some other British pop singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't think they're the best, the besties of best. But she's um, their sister. Uh, yeah, we're going to get more into that. So I'm cool with skipping to All in Love is Fair. Oh my God, are. more R&B. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so I'm like, what are they, we doing? Are we bringing back Tony Braxton? Like, that and the whole "if you want me, baby" sounds exactly like Britney. It made me want to do like body rolls, and also, I was mad that Joe had to do her own harmonies. She was harmonizing <laughs> with herself. <laughs> well, guys, if you're not gonna pick up the slack, I guess I'll just 
do it. Like everything after Reach is well, that and I'll keep waiting is like let's bring some R and B into this bish. Um, and uh, all is all in love is fair kind of did that, but I mean, other than that, it's pretty. It's a pretty basic song. They tried it though. Yeah, I did. I did really like it as a kid. <clears throat> um, I don't know why. Probably just because I like to dance to it. All the body Britney rolls. Spears. Yeah, the body <laughs> rolls and just saying "baby" like they do. Um, that was always fun. But it, it's it's a fine song. It's it's very similar to "I'll Keep Waiting." Like you said, they're just trying to do the R and B thing continually. So now, it's love all good. train. Let me oh tell my you god. Love train. I wanna I should have done this. I'm gonna mix it tonight, maybe. That's a lie I'm Do not. it. But it's <laughs> Love Train also gave me some Love Shack things. Like the way they say Love Train reminded me of Love Shack, baby Love Shack. Just like the way they say yeah. it. Not the notes, just like the, the vibe it was given off. And then they had to go ahead and give us the ooh to give us like the little train whistles, which also forced them to harmonize once more. Um, but, but, okay, so we have to note, and I sent you this video of them singing it live, Paul Cattermole gets his moment in this song. He does. Paul I mean, always has, like, the throwback sounding songs. I love it. <clears throat> and I don't know how they did, maybe they did, and I just mix it, missed it. Um, I don't know how they didn't do another time travel episode with this in there. Yeah. Be- because, I like, assumed it was. Maybe it was, but, like, can you just picture this on Soul Train? That's what I said. I'm like, I want to do a Soul Train line to this. Like, Paul sounds like a wedding singer, and I love it. He's getting the party started. Everyone else is there with the harmonies. And it's like, we're on a love train. We're here. We're here. Um, I don't know where this train's going, but I'm in love. It also gave me... um, some Billy Joel vibes when he was on the one-way ticket. That part, the little... Yeah, I could see that. I I legitimately love this song. <clears throat> uh, this is fun. another one. It's another one for me that I would actually put on playlists and would be horrified if someone found it. Um, <laughs> Don't pass me the ox cord. No, 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 no. Um, but no, I, I think this song is fun. Um, and legitimately good, um, mm-hmm. which y- you don't really come across a lot of those here that still hold up. But um, I guess we can move on to Cross My Heart, which I have literally nothing to say about. Does it remind you of He Loves He Loves You Not? The dun, 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 and the little effects in the back, like, I don't know what oh. the sounds are, but it reminds me of He Loves You Not. It that is whole... very electronic-y, so I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And I do, oh my gosh, I love Dream. I love Dream so That whole much. album slapped. We'll get Ugh. to that later, but let, I, let me tell you. Heavy rotation in yes. my uh, purple Discman. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also sounded a lot like the girl group play. Like when you get to plays like second or third album, you'll hear what I'm talking about. Um, but I want to note that Absolute, the production team who did this, also did Say You'll Be There. Um, oh. Who Do You Think You Are? Too much and stop by the Spice Girls, so they know hits, guys. They know hits. So where did they go wrong here? Let me tell you where they went wrong. <laughs> um, it is no longer 1998, and yeah. maybe they just didn't know what to do with this. But I, 
but again, you just work with what you're given. Like, yeah, I like I S Club. I do, but there's a reason it was for <laughs> like preteens, and you know, it's. I think my major problem with this song is the chorus just sucks. Yeah, like, it's a little there's, basic. there's nothing there. There's nothing there. It could be any song. Uh, yeah, that disappointing. But then, but then after this song, you go into the color of blue, and let me tell you, that is just an adorable song. The color of blue reminds me of you. It's giving me country vibes. Like, is she trying yeah. to Leanne rhymes this up? A little bit I of mean, Shania. I mean, that was a whole thing. That was a whole thing during that time. Shania's one record that oh. we should also probably cover. There's just so many. God, oh, she, um, she's my queen. yeah the color blue is i didn't even pick up on that before that's super interesting that it it does have joe's little twang in there and then like the i don't know just like the instrumentation of it at the beginning it has like that long they don't have one of the little steel pan things but it sounds like it like it gives you that yeah 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 i like it. it it's cute it's a cute jangly like I don't know. I don't know how an entire color reminds you of someone. Um, like, oh shit, I see blue. That reminds me of uh, Peter. I- Eiffel 65. Oh, yeah, that's true. Was that, th- that was before this, I think. So maybe oh. maybe that entire song inspired inspired them. They're like, oh, there's that blue guy again. Damn it. Joe was pining for Eiffel 65. Bradley was trying to get vitamin C back. You know, it's a whole thing. Um, Man, love triangle. <laughs> okay, and then and then we move into this "I'll Be There" song, and now let me tell you, I have thoughts on this because I loved this song when I was a kid, and I think the reason why because there's not much there, but it's just really nice sounding. Like the spoken word is like it's almost like a Billie Eilish sort of thing. Like an ASMR type thing where you're just like instantly relaxed and you're just kinda bopping along and they see they say stuff like, It's times like these to see the wood from the trees. You come to my aid when you're on my knees. Next time you feel alone, just pick up the phone. And it's just like Wow, that was very relaxing. I don't know why I like that. I just do. It reminded me. Um, this is 90s, I want to say, though. The Shanice song, I Love Your Smile. I love your smile. And it has a little chimes at the beginning. The do-do-do-do. And it goes into this that. whole. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
<laughs> they never saw the mean streets. <laughs> Joe got lost in Compton once. <laughs> <laughs> she was never quite the same. <laughs> Sometimes the color blue just sets her right off. <laughs> Gang wars. Oh, Don't no. at me. I'm not a part of that life. Oh, no. <laughs> I just meant the color. I didn't mean any affiliation. My bad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's slide on into two in a million because. All right. Did we talk about this? We talked. This is on the previous album. They just put it on again. They did. And I rewatched the video and I'm like, why? Number one, this poor woman's chest is is she looks suffocated. Maybe what? this was a style in the 2000s, but okay, the whole video, they're like all in black and white, um, white tops, black bottoms, um, and Joe is just walking around some mansion in the hills of Los Angeles, creepily like staring at the members of S Club while she's singing, um, and they're acknowledging mm-hmm. her with smiles and nods, but it's like all <laughs> in slow motion. Um, and she's got, like, this tank top on because she's, like, Sporty Spice, but for is S this, Club. Is this when she got back from Compton and they were like, it's okay, Joe. <laughs> it's okay. Made a wrong turn on La Cienega. Next thing you know, there I was. Um, <laughs> like, the tank top she had on, Chow was like, I felt for her because I'm like, that is in no way comfortable. Just I need to look this up. She couldn't breathe. They were just... Maybe it's because, like, they needed to suppress it because it's like, this was be for children. Cover that up. She can't help it, guys. Um, but besides <laughs> that, um, Hannah had some weird mini dreads or whatever the fuck that was on her head. Like, where, where, okay, oh, now, no, no offense. I don't know if any of my, um, I'm asking my friends who are not of color. Why? Or what was it where you took like little pieces of your hair and like gelled it together and it wasn't quite a dreadlock, but it was like, you know what I'm talking about? It just looked weird and stringy. I, I, <laughs> I, I wish I knew, but I also grew up in, in the farmlands where kids just didn't do that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I saw it on TV and I was also thoroughly confused because... <laughs> I'm like, like what's going go on there? Are they braids? Are they twists? Are you stuck? Like, what's? Or do you need help? So that's what Hannah had going on. Um, and yeah, like you said, the only thing that's different is like there's a slightly the the instrumentation is different. Like there's just it just sounds bigger. The vocals sound fuller. Looks like they put a compressor on some shit and some reverb, and that's about it. Um, well, it didn't but, do much because I didn't notice at all. So oh. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> Clearly, I was I was listening super close to that. I mean, it's not one of my favorite tracks. I'll say that. Um, I I think I I don't know what it is. It's something. Um, now, uh, do do you have any more thoughts on Two in the Million? No, I I'm waiting for your thoughts on the Stevie Wonder cover. Cause I'm like, go off. I please. <laughs> I want to preface this with I love Steve Lind. Um, that's his first name. I've heard you can't call him that, though. Uh, Stevie. Stevie Wonder. Saw him live in Vegas a couple years ago. Changed my entire life. Um, and, uh, we all know this man's a musical genius. I, 
I'm trying to learn one of his songs right now. Knocks me off my feet. Very complex chords. I don't know what it is with these blind musicians. Him, Ray Charles playing all these complex piano chords. And I'm like, where are you? How? How? Maybe if I close my eyes, I could do it better. Anyway, not the point. Um, when this song started, I thought to myself, I said, self, this sounds vaguely familiar. And then they got to the famous chorus with the, I'm a man of many wishes. <laughs> and I know that line and I'm like this. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, but you know, I remember that Kathy, old Kath, she loves Stevie too. So, you know, I get it. You want your ex to do it. Kathy should have did it her damn self then. Um, I don't now I, I don't I, I don't want to say they didn't do it justice because I love a good cover and covers um. are meant to be for artists and musicians to express themselves and bring their own spin on these songs. However, you have to know if you're going to cover Stevie Wonder, <laughs> you can't just like, OK, Bradley's vocals during this. Um questionable because at the end of the original i don't know if you've heard the original all the way through stevie takes it to new doggone yeah. heights okay all in one breath okay and 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 he just does it effortlessly he doesn't have like the little crack in your voice you know sometimes when guys sing higher and then they get the little crack or they sound raspy clear as a damn bell i don't know how but i love it um did bradley do that maybe no. not um he <laughs> sure did not he tried his best um they had to harmonize you can't sing a stevie wonder song and not harmonize so i'll give them that they had some backup harmonies there and he better with six dog on people those chords are hard too i just think i don't don't cover stevie unless you know what you're doing exactly now kathy i know this is part of your doing and you, again, were just working with what you had. You had a group of seven youngsters, one black man. And you gave that black man um, the Stevie song because you probably figured you can do this. Everyone like, right? Um, wrong, Kathy. He could not. Um, he did his darndest, though. I'm sure maybe on his own he sang it well. But this rendition of it just wasn't hidden. I think I just no. like it because I like the song and I can still hear the original like hoarding in it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, if you know the song at the beginning, it sounds like something, you know, because it is. Yeah. But then you're just like, oh, OK. It just kind of gets boring and it falls flat. Like, it's not as exciting as the original. Like, the it's the it original just... is a ballad and it goes a little slower, I think. But it still moves they're, because it's Stevie. They sound, they sound like they're just trying to get through it mm -hmm. rather than actually singing it. It's like they're just trying, like, please, God, just let this, just let us all not <laughs> sing a horrible note. Let's just get through this as a team and then we'll go have some white wine spritzers afterwards <laughs> and it'll all be fine. But again, he had to give them permission and he got his coin from it, I guess. Um, but don't do that again. Um, moving so on. He's like, I needed, I needed the addition on my back house. It's fine. <laughs> Redoing the kitchen. So yeah, good. All right. Um, never had a dream come true. Now, Becky, I don't know about you, but I feel like this is this is 
I don't want to say the, I think, you know what I'm going to say it. I think it's the best song on the album because it doesn't sound as cheesy to me as the other ones. Like, yeah. like maybe it's not yeah, as fun. I think fun. this is definitely their best, it's their best ballad for mm-hmm. sure. It actually sounds like a song. Does that sound um, bad? Like, it's, it's like a real, like, it sounds like a mainstream song that you would hear on the radio yeah. anywhere, not just Radio Disney. <laughs> yeah, I think this is where they actually sound like something different and not just, you know, uh, a cover of something else. Because even even their hits kind of sound like either Motown or something from the 70s. They're kind of bringing in all these different flavors that are not actually their own and then this song they actually kind of sound like they could be something on their own and not just derivative of something else mm-hmm. i love it i love it it wasn't overdone um it's a, i won't say it's a perfect pop ballad there are many more but it's it fits it's that, up there yeah um joe's vocals in this are without flaw yeah, very clean. Um, and you got that good old modulation on the last chorus. Don't know what that means, but I can hear. Can with, hear yeah, it? when you go up with the after they had the bridge, like uh, what do they even say? The 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 the, the say you will, I know you will love me back. <laughs> and then they go up when she goes, no, 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 no. Never had a dream, had a dream come, come true. true. It's just a little higher than it's up a half step than, gotcha. than the rest of it. Learning so, so much. It drives you into it. Yeah, I, I do love that song. Um, but again, as we discussed before, if someone got married and threw that on as their first dance, I would be cackling <laughs> in my white wine spritzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I really want to hop into some where are they now facts okay so we got some real cool where are they now facts that i'm gonna throw at you and i'll I'll pause when you are shocked (laughs) at this information so our friend paul cattermole our favorite um who also did a recent 2000 um 2000 a 2020 guardian article if you are interested he did an interview um He's admitted that he is, quote unquote, strapped for cash, and he tried selling um, his old Brit TV awards on eBay. Um, He also claimed that he's available for reality TV appearances, though I don't think anyone's um, taking him up on it. Um, But he is planning a pop comeback with a covers album. Oh, a covers album, eh? Yes. No you know, original work, a covers album, but... Um, then he's not getting any money. <laughs> no. We'll see if that actually comes out, or if he was just like being like, don't worry, I'm busy. Well, I'm selling my awards on eBay. Um, Bless his heart. <laughs> so in this Guardian article that he, he um, wrote, or not wrote, but was interviewed, um, he revealed some things that were pretty interesting. Um once he was in the group which the s club seven was similar to spice girls where it was just like a cattle call they just assembled these people together they didn't know each other they weren't actually friends um so he got called in um and was told not to sing because it would be at odds with the alchemy of the band 
Um, and they told him, we had picked certain people to do certain roles. I can only assume that mine was to answer the questions in the interviews. What? <laughs> I was never asked to show my ability at for anything other than talking. So, that, that kind of makes sense why he left in 2002, um, where he started a new metal band afterwards. Uh, called Squaw or Skua, S K U A. Squaw. Um, but he also, but he also admitted, and this is so shitty. So I hate people like this. He said in the Guardian article, "No one in the group resented him for leaving, but no one asked him to stay. He would have stayed," he said, "if they would have asked it." Okay. Him. Bye, Paul. <laughs> Yeah, like, you... Mm. Mm. I would stay. It's like that whole... Yeah, and he went on He went on to say, it was five years of my life. I definitely thought when I was 20 that by the time I was 40, it would be a done thing, but it's not. I just keep answering S Club 7 questions. Well, yes. well yeah. Like, what'd you... What did you do? <laughs> Otherwise, I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce squaw or squaw. <laughs> I can see Ice Club 7, but I sure as hell haven't heard your new metal band, Paul. Mm. Anyways, so that's what Paul is up to. All Great right. things. Okay, Paul. Um, Rachel, our friend Rachel, singer of Natural, um, weirdly experienced the most solo success. She had two albums. Um, she was on a lot of... Um, British TV shows called Strictly Come Dancing, which I'm guessing is Dancing with the Stars, but of course it has to sound British, so <laughs> they said Strictly Come Dancing, The X Factor New Zealand, and The Voice of Ireland. Oh. So she she did a lot. She was pretty successful. Um, a lot of her stuff is still on Spotify. It's pretty good. All right, Rach. Yeah. Um, Hannah went on television. Um, she joined the cast of EastEnders, which is a British soap opera, briefly. Hmm. Uh, John Lee, our friend John, actually became a uh, theater star. Um, oh. He was in Les Mis and Jersey Boys. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, Jersey so he, Boys. he did good. Um, Bradley, our friend Bradley, um, he... <laughs> All it says about him is that he he continues to represent the brand in S Club 3, which is the new revival of S Club 7. What is it? Um, S Club C, or S Club 3 <laughs> is <laughs> basically Bradley, Joe, and Tina. That's oh. it. Mm-hmm. All right. The article I was reading about this, poor Tina, all they said was she's in S Club 3. <laughs> There's nothing Tina else. Is, uh, she's in S Club 3. That's it. Anyway. That's that's all they have. That's all they have. So here here's some real interesting news. And I was wondering myself as to why um Rachel had a better solo career and i suspect i mean over joe i suspect it's because joe isn't a doesn't seem to be a very nice person 
that is she uh she uh yeah she she had some trouble um getting signed um while recording her debut album um simon fuller actually went on to say that joe was the next christina aguilera Hmm. i was like that's a tall order but apparently they couldn't get along and they disagreed over recorded songs so she left never finished the recording um failed to sign with another record label and the project just went away but then in january of 2007 Joe went on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. And I asked my partner, who is from the UK, and he was like, oh yeah, this was a total shit show. They had to shut this entire production down because it got so bad. Um, Apparently, uh, Joe was accused of being racist and bullying another fellow contestant, um, an Indian Bollywood actress uh, named Shilpa Shetty. Um, and she went as far to say, and this is so bad. So Shetty had cooked everyone dinner one night and, um, I guess she undercooked the chicken and Joe Mm -hmm. said, that's why Indian people are all thin because they're sick all the time because they're ill. Okay. Um, so there was this whole background. Yeah, she's a doctor. Um, so there's this whole backlash. Oh, no. Shit hit the fan. Other things were said about this Indian Bollywood actress that I will not... That This is, like, the nicest of what they said about her. So... Uh, what the hell? Yeah, there was, like, a whole Twitter war about this. It, it was not great. So I don't think Joe... <laughs> <laughs> uh went on to do great things. I saw that she was in the revival briefly, but she has now left and was replaced mm. by a different female pop star. So, yeah, that's that's what the rest of the characters are all up to. <laughs> okay, take that back. Don't like and subscribe Joe's TikTok. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe she saw the error of her ways. Maybe she's learned and hell? grown from it. But that was pretty awful. Man, I'm going to so. have to find these episodes. Yeah, I don't know if you can find them online. I, I'm not going to start searching for racist Big Brother <laughs> clips. I just want to see the UK Big Brother. Yeah, I, I heard that it was a complete shit show. I've actually never seen a full episode of the American version, so now I'm kind of curious. Me either. Um, I was thinking about dabbling into that. But yeah, that this kind of wraps up our S Club 7 episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? Um, it's been a crazy few weeks with uh, the gang here. Um, maybe now my feed will go back to normal and not so much <laughs> S Club stuff. Um, and if you follow our social medias, we'll post other things now instead of S Club things. But listen, were those two weeks not inspirational as hell? That they were. I mean, you're still you're still gonna get another week of S Club stuff. I mean, we have <laughs> to. Yeah, you're still gonna get some, but we promise. <laughs> We will go on to something different. Oh, yes. Um, our next uh, album we're doing is by the 18s, the ABBA generation. ABBA, ABBA, however you want to pronounce that. Let me, I won't tell you. We will wait. We will wait. <laughs> you can give them a preview. You can get a preview of your thoughts on this Whole one. Whole album slaps well. to me. Like, you thought you loved ABBA? 
you hear these covers and you'll fall in love again. You'll start watching Mamma Mia on repeat. Like, you'll just want all the ABBA. All of it. Gimme, gimme, gimme. You see what I did there? This is also an album that I owned that is probably sitting somewhere at my parents' house, shoved in some probably bookcase behind it or something. Because I own this, and I remember the CD was a disco ball, and I thought that was the coolest thing. These kids hit the scene with that glissando into Dancing Queen, and that was it. That's all she wrote. Man, I'm so excited. This is going to be great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, guys. So, uh... Join us week after next for uh, some uh, 18s. Thanks for listening. Yep, yep. Thank you all. Um, again, we're here on Spotify. Um, follow our social medias. We've got a uh, Instagram, a Facebook, a Twitter, um, and they're all at Pop2KPod. One word. And yeah, like, comment, and subscribe.